Looking for a vacation that actually feels like a good movie? Well, look no more. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship from a ride on Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. So pack those bags, but be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, The Bahamas, and Panama. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's right, because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed towel all while your favorite sports play on the tv you can want it all and have it all at sport clips it's a game changer stephen king might have said what if machines became sentient and i did this entire bag of cocaine <laughs> we saw maximum overdrive so you know what that means What's the nigga grow a baby in his belly? Rock a rhinestone vest while ripping Justin to Kelly. Or maybe see a burlesque show with Nick Crow. And take a boat with speed to hitting cruise control. J-Man, Big Paul, and the beautiful June. Gonna take you from the goob all the way to the room. Ran the games of Street Fighter, hope to blow off steam. Just a sucker punch the odd life of Timothy Green. Sharknado to Birdemic, how we staying alive? They call it in the badass, and he's on the line. Cranking 88 minutes, cause they cool as ice. Cause a bad Jim Barney Looking kind of nice Paul and June getting literal Jason is getting laid June is making sure All the monkey shots getting paid They judge a bunch of movies While they're making the grade Here's a real question for you How did this get made? Welcome! Hello people of Earth And hello people of Largo We are live At the amazing Largo At the Cornet in Los Angeles the best place in L.A. We do our show here all the time because it's so awesome. We are so excited to be here with you in great sound quality. Uh, so um, we have fixed those issues and we are back on track. I will say, and it sticks with me, that people who reminded me, hey, that sound quality was shitty. This is how you get a real recorder. As if I didn't know. We didn't understand that we didn't have a shitty recorder. Right? We got it. Thank you. Thanks for the tip. Um, as always, I am joined by two, my two fabulous uh, co-hosts. Please welcome Jason Manzoukas. What's up, jerks? Jerks. 
jerks, jerks. And June Diane Raphael. June, June. Hey, Paul. Welcome, welcome you both. It's great to, to be here. Oh, somebody just went, oh. Like, oh, they're all three here. I didn't you, know. You wanted the best, you got the best. You're the best around. <laughs> no one's gonna come and get you down. You're the best around. <laughs> Joining us tonight, a very special guest, the star of the fantastically funny review on Comedy Central. Please welcome Andy Daly. Thank you. Woo! Good to be here. Wow, wow, wow. What a treat. Hello, Andrew. No one booed at me. <laughs> <laughs> Feels good. <laughs> well, you get enough of that at home. Zing! Nailed it. Boom, Daily. Boom. That is true. My family hates me. <laughs> Maximum Overdrive, the first and only movie directed by Stephen King. Why? <laughs> With a musical score by ACDC. So good. I love that. Yes. Yep. It's hard to hate a movie with ACDC doing it's the score. It's very hard to hate it. And by the way, they make a, a sort of a cameo in the ACDC mobile. Yep. Oh, there was yeah, a right. There's a van on the bridge in the opening scene, yeah. ACDC van. The ACDC mystery mo machine shows up. They're just, Angus Young is just out solving mysteries. <laughs> in his schoolboy uniform. I, uh, I never had seen this film. Uh, I had seen the poster, which was Emilio Estevez with a shotgun and like that Joker mask. And I thought this movie was something different than, as, than this stupid, stupid thing was. <laughs> what did you think it was good? Yeah, what did you think? I thought it was a killer truck. Like, I thought it was like Christian. Well, that that would not have been a stupid. Killer truck. Well, <laughs> it is, but it isn't, too. Wait, like, Christine. Christine is a Stephen King story, right? Yes. And that's about a killer truck. So do you think he made that? He wrote that, rather. It got made. And then he was like, you know what? Not enough trucks in this movie. I got I, It's like Pretty in Pink and then some kind of wonderful. I have more to say about cars that come to life. Yeah. And I feel like I did it wrong. I could do a better version of it because I could also have... Um, Planes come to life and... Sprinklers? <laughs> well, I will say that that's my big question to lead off this conversation. Yes. There seems to be a slight problem in what is coming to life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, certain machines come to life. Certain cars come to life but not, not like, all cars come here's to life. what's not interesting all at all. why does the car now are we to presume that things that can only be controlled are things that are empty because any car that someone is driving isn't taken over like when yardley smith and her husband are driving that, car that car's fine. never taken over but there are a lot of other cars we see along the way at the end we see a woman's been killed in her car by the Ooh. window you assume yeah. And, and 
And, and, uh, and no spoiler here, but I feel like, because I, I guess, well, I mean, I don't know if I should bring this up the ending now, but they escape on a boat. On a motorboat. Right. Which is a machine. It's a machine. And that's their whole plan. All we got to do is get to a boat. Right. So it seems to me that the movie doesn't quite understand what is coming alive because then I'd argue a sprinkler is not a machine. Well, here's the thing. Like, I agree, a sprinkler is not a machine. <laughs> well, now, just... wait a minute. Why is that? Because a sprinkler, there's no electricity to turn on a sprinkler. Yeah. Uh, that's not the requirement of a machine. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you booing? Do you think sprinklers are electric? They understand machines predate electricity. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. Like, what, like cars are controlled, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Uh, Lawn mowers controlled. Makes so sense. it seems like anything that maybe has a motor. Anything that maybe hair dryers. Hair dryers. How the did that soda hair dryer machine? get out of? Like, what did the hair dryer do? I think it strangled the her. electric it strangled knife. Her. The electric knife that like cuts yes. the waitress. That is a bicycle. That waitress. Not a machine. Yeah, bicycle, not In a machine. In my opinion, a bicycle's a machine. Well, I guess that's the thing. Are we talking about things that have a microchip in them? A gun? A gun? A gun is apparently machine enough to be controlled. You're right. No, that gun was being controlled by the machine that was the, the vehicle. Wow. Wait a minute. That gun wasn't being controlled so on So you its think own. if that machine gun had just been sitting on the ground, thing. no problem. There's an arsenal under Dixie Land, and oh, nothing yeah. happens to those guns. True, true. Well, here's the other thing. Uh, just again, to again talk about... How I could do this things... for one hour. Yeah. <laughs> Conservatively. How so it's all going to come down is, to... Is fill in the blank a machine? <laughs> well, because my... No pick... looking up the word machine. <laughs> Go ahead. My issue was, how do these things see? Because we imagine they're just running because they're seeing it out of like... I guess my issue is, there at one point, the, the truck shoots its like rearview mirror back to kind of like spy. As if yeah. the driver needs to see. Exactly. But there is no driver. Right. Oh, yeah. So I, think the, I do think I know the oh, answer. Yeah. I feel like we're being a little like you know, pedantic about, like, what is blah, blah, blah. I think the answer is very obviously clear. It's cocaine. <laughs> now, I is cocaine that, a machine? <laughs> cocaine will make you work like a machine. Yeah. I, um, the cocaine is not uh, a myth. It's not a theory. It is a fact. Uh, Stephen King has come out and said, I was on so much cocaine... <laughs> during this film that I don't remember directing it. So uh, that is nothing to debate. What's that great about this movie is that the machines, it begins with the bank sign saying, fuck you. Yes. And the ATM calling someone an asshole. Like, well, I was like, someone, I'm in. I'm 100%. That someone is Stephen King. Yes. And his Hitchcockian cameo. Yep. He was like, people are going to wonder if I'm going to turn up in this movie. I'm going to take them out of their suspense right away and do it in the first minute of the movie. <laughs> I'll be the cold open. But can I say... Fade in on me. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King. King's statement about cocaine is not fair to cocaine. <laughs> And cocaine abusers. 
You could make a decent movie on cocaine. Oh, I think many people did. Oh, yes. just yeah, all of the seventies. Just ask all of the seventies. <laughs> I think Heaven's Gate might 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 argue with you. <laughs> that's that's the point at which too much cocaine. Yes. Yeah. It it it's a it's a crazy movie for many reasons. And um, for those of you who don't know and have not seen the film. It really takes it. I, I, it's like a one-act play, or it could be done on stage. You could do this play on stage to a certain extent. This is like, a great so idea. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Playing the part of the waitress, June. Emilio Estevez, Andrew Daly. Who am I, Emilio Estevez? I'm Bill. Bubba. Jason Manzukas. Oh, yeah. That's the role. Hey, and Curtis by Paul Shear. Um, let's just start off with the idea of I want to I really want to get into the opening and closing um, titles, yes. but we'll take the opening one first. Oh, good. Um, the opening text. The movie opens with this um, <laughs> title. It says, "On June seventeenth, nineteen eighty-seven, at nine forty-seven a.m. Eastern Standard Time." Already, way too much information. <laughs> the Earth passed into the extraordinarily diffuse tail of Rhea M, a rogue comet. According to astronomical calculations, the planet would remain in the tail of the comet for the next eight days. Five hours, 29 minutes, and 23 seconds. That is the only title card. Yeah. If only this level of specificity had been brought to some of the other aspects of the film. That is, um, that's how we start the movie. And I was Which I immediately was like, I'm in. I'm in, I get where we're at. You I had me it. at extraordinarily oh. diffuse. Finally, finally, somebody is, somebody is making a movie about Rhea M. You guys know Rhea M, first name, Daya. <laughs> Diarrhea. Come on! I, I would say, here's the other thing, too. Stephen King has often been, his films have been made, or his books have been made into films, miniseries. <laughs> I'm enjoying June laughing at diarrhea. I really got you. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> June is not one to laugh at body humor. And... Uh... Is this also the work of the comet? <laughs> Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but... Also, on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah. Save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice. Plus, visit your in-laws. Plus, venture into the wilderness. Plus, wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with 
free delivery, perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, it's all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount plus plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. How did this get made? We'll be going to the UK in March and April, not just the UK, we're also going to Ireland. And you know what? I am excited to go overseas, but I realized that while I'm spending money over there, I could actually be making some money on the side over here by hosting my place. Now, let me tell you about hosting your place. It's something that you can do. It's available for everyone. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Now, many people uh, host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't realize that their space could even be an Airbnb. I mean, hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued? What was in Al Capone's vault? Or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin? If not, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay, because you can learn it all on the new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with host Darcy Carden and her favorite comedian friends as they bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to WikiHole, you'd learn that's the sciencey term for eardrum. WikiHole is a hyperlink roller coaster starting out on one Wikipedia page and then going from link to link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until everyone wonders... How the hell did we get here? Follow Wikihole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Wikihole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. The, um, I would say that you know Stephen King's books have been translated into you know into uh, miniseries movies, and people are like, ah, oh, it's not as good as the book. It's not as good as the book. But there's a title card here that says interpreted for screen and directed by Stephen King. Like this is him going. Oh yeah, I can make this, and it doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. No, this Ish. movie is. It, no, I mean like it's the same. It's interestingly, it's the same setup as the mist. Yes, exactly. Right. It's a right, basically. Yeah. Except it's it's all. I feel like, and Stephen King is guilty of this in a great way of being like, oh, here's my uh, movie about sentient cars. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. Here is my movie about sentient cars. <laughs> Uh, and then, oh, wait, here's my movie about people trapped in a, in a grocery store rest stop, whatever. No, 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 I'm sorry. Here is my movie about people. It, it really is, he's always honing an idea, but he's putting his first draft out there. And then he's like, oh, wait, I'm going to do that same exact thing, but I'm going to do it a little bit different over here. He's not like Harper Lee. We don't got to wait 50 years for the first draft. <laughs> oh. Finally, though, a good Harper Lee book. <laughs> Here, here. I I like 
I like the dad so much more. No. Uh, so, at the end of the day, though, are we to believe that all of this trouble was caused by this gravitational pull? Well, I believe two explanations are yeah. actually offered Please. in the film. Yeah. Okay. One is that this is a random occurrence having to do with a comet that happens to pass by us. Yeah. That, that seems to be the theory for, for the first three quarters of the film. Yeah. Then we get a new theory, which is that this is all the design of an alien race that is using our machines to destroy us so they can come and, and take over our planet. And, but I will add that that theory was given to us by a man who is just exhausted yes. and has no knowledge. It's, right. almost like, it's almost like just a, the babblings of a, of, a, of a tired, overworked Person. Wait, was that it, the Bible it has no basis in reality. Indeed, and we should absolutely dismiss it until the ending title card when we're told that it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really did. I, I was on board for, and by the way, this movie is awesome. Um, I was fully on board for, okay, Comet makes machines start, go, Acting whatever. Acting funny. The minute, the minute the machine with a gun started doing Morse code, I was like, no, 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 no. We don't do this. We don't, there is no, like, logic to this. This is just chaos. Well, I mean, again, I have my big issue with the film, and there are many, is that for whatever reason, there must be millions of gas stations in the country, yes. in the world, where these machines are all coming alive. Like, just all of them congregate at this one gas station and seem to just drive in a circle nonstop. I don't know. I couldn't understand why they just didn't do what they do at the end, all drive into the truck stop. That, I, 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 well, I mean, well that was explained. You guys get it. Oh, yeah, wait. Oh, that was explained at one point. I had that question for a while, but Emilio Estevez at some point goes, see, these are the big boys. They can't drive in here because then they, they would crash through the floor. That's Got the it. reason the 18 wheelers can't drive through the ceiling because they but would crash through the floor. How do they even know about the floor? What? Like, <laughs> you don't think these 18 wheelers have some rudimentary understanding of the architecture of the like, gas station? Well, they're not Optimus Prime. <laughs> it's not like a bunch of Optimus Primes are out there ready to drive around like an 18 wheeler and then turn into like a really smart, heroic robot with a heart of gold. Yeah. No, these are just trucks that are moving. That, like, I feel like in an effort to make them seem more menacing, they inexplicably put a face on yeah. one. That I'm Oh, just put a Green Goblin's face on one. Who cares? That I was expecting that face to move. It Never does not. Did. No, the eyes glow red, though. I guess. I think Stephen King might have thought it was moving. <laughs> Again, unfortunately, I think any question we come up with about this movie ends with the answer, cocaine. I, I will say that uh, I hope you guys have been enjoying our How Did This Get Maids of How Did This Get Maids uh, that Blake Harris has been writing. They're available on Slash Film. He has done another one for this that is mind-blowing um, to the point of people were blinded on this movie. People were... When they got gasoline in their eyes? Um, I, I'm compacting By the, the way, story. I know we're jumping ahead, yeah. but the pumping of the gasoline... <laughs> 
and the way it exhausted everyone. Oh. I honestly, I had to think to myself, I had to walk myself through it and think, okay, I've pumped gas in my car a number of times. It's not more exhausting to pump gas into like an 18-wheeler. You're just, I guess you're standing there for a longer time. Wait, but the, Emilio the switch on it, like the switch that holds down the pump, I mean, you would imagine. Emilio yeah, Estevez's actually... hands are shredded <laughs> by pumping gasoline for one day. Why is it so difficult? And and it looks like they're switching off. Yes. It looks like there's a they rotation in there. Yeah. He's oh, delirious from pumping gas on a somewhat hot day. Under shade. Under, yeah. <laughs> that is a problem. I, I, I'm going to play the pumping gas montage here. I'll stop it midway, but you'll get the idea. Better hear some fucking ACDC. Tell all your friends main line's open. So can we get in the sound here? Yeah. I got the best shit on the East Coast. Practically uncut. You got that fuck face? By the way, Emilio is talking to a truck. The best acting partner he has in this world. What's wild is that's literally the green gun. Yes. And then proceeds the fueling montage. ACDC comes on. Church bells ring inexplicably. Well, I think that's ACDC. Are they oh. a machine? This could be a very long day. And it's just shots of just not even there. heavy exertion. Just standing. The thing, and they, they keep going back to the shot of the, um, the numbers going up, like not price and anything. gallon. There's no, they're not paying for gas. These truckers, there's no truckers. These are, these, they're not paying for any of this. And they, they uh, oh, oh, a kid just gave the truck the middle finger. They, it, for they, murdering his father. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to tell the dumb trucks to keep on going. Like, get out of here, you're full. The truck should know that also, right? <laughs> the truck ought to know it's full. Yeah, right? The truck comes, the machine gun Jeep comes and says, give us all gas. Someone come out and put gas in us. I know we've been driving around in circles for a couple days and it's our own fault we ran out of gas, but... But come put gas in us, please. We <laughs> won't guess, hurt you. I go back to that thing. These trucks just circle this gas station for no purpose. No, it's this purpose. Okay, listen, this is what's gonna happen. Okay, uh, okay, here's what's gonna happen. The truck's gonna come around. Truck's, truck's going around in circles, right? Going around in circles, truck's gonna go around in circles. Uh, hang on, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'm gonna come back out. We're gonna figure this out. Okay, here's what's gonna happen. Truck's got a face on it. Okay, here we go. Uh, uh, that's, that's what's going on. There, the uh, one of the people who was blinded in one eye from this movie. One of the. One. Of, well, there was a few injuries, but the guy who was blinded, um, Stephen King, insisted on putting real uh, lawnmower blades in a lawnmower, and the director of photography said, "Well, we don't need that because you don't see the blades. You're just going to be seeing the lawnmower." And he's like, "I don't care. Put real blades in it." And then the blades picked up something and shot shrapnel into some guy's eye. Oh. Uh, which he Worth it? 
sued Worth the movie it? for $18 million. Really? And it was settled out of court for an undisclosed amount. $18 but- million. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, uh, fu- uh, can I just say, fuckface there reminded me, I jotted down a few of the better insults from this movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> including <laughs> puss bag. Yep. Somebody was called a puss bag. Somebody was called a low-down scumball. <laughs> and this one, I don't know if I wrote it down right because it seems so improbable, but I believe someone is at some point told, get out of here, you happy asshole. <laughs> okay, I just want to say, someone is called a puss bag. But that entire sentence is, oh. you want to rock and roll with me, puss bag? <laughs> you, it's said by the Bible, salesman. You want to rock and roll with me, puss bag? <laughs> I was like, pause. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> right? Like, there are wild things. Oh, I mean, the I... Wait, all of the waitress's dialogue is straight up crazo. Yeah. I mean... The waitress, the waitress in this movie. We made you! We made you! Where's your sense of loyalty? Don't you understand? Well, I think we have to play that. I have to see this. I need to watch this Uh, five times in a row. This performance is amazing. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. This deserves an Academy Award (laughs) for hair alone. Right. By the way, that bow stays with her the entire journey. Yes, until her death. Spoilers for this movie. <laughs> Just if you don't remember, this is the waitress that was a ch- attacked by a, a cutlery, uh, an electric An cutter. electric knife, yeah. Which knife. seemed like a big deal when it happened, but not so it, much it later. It got her arm? Yeah. It got her arm and then cut her in the foot. <laughs> the, the shot of the knife running towards her white sneakers, like, nee, 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 like a toy on the ground. All right, here we go. They can't. Now look, honey, you've gone and hurt yourself. Now come on, sweet thing. Don't you sweet thing me! Now why don't you, baby, just... They can't! We made them. (laughs) You can! We made you! like a how did this get made logo or something that just says we made you but here i have to quote acdc who made who (laughs) so true it does seem like every each one of our main characters reaches their breaking point with these machines they all seem to at some point just like get fed up with the situation and this is this is her point, you know. This is Stephen King's. This is where this she is Stephen can't King's it. criticism of the Industrial Revolution. Well, it's interesting because a part of me was like, "Did she make them?" <laughs> my my issue with this diner and everyone in it is they're all horrible people. There is not a single person here that is likable. Any like Emilio, I guess, is the most likable. He doesn't have much to say in this film. No, 
You would think he is like the star of the film. It's arguable. It it's really like, is. Yeah, like, I, I mean, think the movie belongs to his boss. That's really the guy. Oh, that guy was He's amazing. Bubba, <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, to me, I feel like it's the little boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the story great. of that little boy because he does so much with saying so little. His well, performance is fantastic. That scene, it a very is. memorable scene after he finds out his father is dead. The next time we see him, he's sitting in a booth forlornly blowing bubbles. <laughs> what else does a little boy do to process pain? <laughs> well, this is by so the way, weird, this truck stop. I, I am fascinated by truck stops in general. And so I was excited to see a movie that took place mostly in a truck stop. But... There are so many truckers in this movie. There are two. I, I think the, one of the bigger problems with the movie is there's too many people. I think if they lost like four, there are. If they lost four of those guys, I can't tell one from the other. I, well, they, they all look exactly the same to me. They don't have any characteristics that are defining. If they lost four of them. Um, it would be a much better movie. Well, when the machine, when the machine gun shows up, a number of then, truckers and are I was happy. Well, yes, that that's like it should be more like an Agatha Christie, like you know, Ten Little Indians or something like that, where it's like, ooh, one gets killed off at a time. But no, they just like they get to about twenty minutes before the end of the movie, like, oh, let's just kill like seventy-five percent of the cast, like, yep. prop, 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 done. But then there's one shot where they're all running away in a line during the escape sequence. And I was like, there have been that many people in there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there was more than that many people. Yeah, yeah a lot of them were killed. Um, the one thing, too, about, uh, again, machines, going back to machines, not the harp on machines, they get to, like, a takeout, like a, like a McDonald's, like, takeout, uh, like, a, where you would order and be like, hey, can I get a fries and burger, whatever. Like, they get to that, and when they get to that at one point, the machine goes, human alert. Human alert. But those things don't have voices in them. The voices of the human being amplified through it. Like, that's yeah. not a... Like, I think it's you're not thinking like... too hard about this, Paul. Again, cocaine... Human alert. Cocaine human makes alert. that okay. But also, who's hearing that message? It's, th it's not all that loud. Yeah. Probably be heard by about ten other machines. Uh... But also interesting to me that uh, I, I, it's not clear whether the people in the gas station are perhaps the last humans alive on Earth or oh, just yeah. in Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah. But also that, that in this world, the only thing that humans, that, that the machines cannot do is pump their own gas. Yep. <laughs> Other than that, they could do everything else. Yep. Well, everything else is just running down humans. Because, by the way, they're always running from these Mack trucks. Just make a left. Make a right. Just like stay is, indoors. Just make a left or a right. You can't turn, you can't hard turn a 16-wheeler. It's not like, that's not like the most like, it's not like it's being chased by, down by a Segway. Like, it has no turning radius. Like, to watch a 16-wheeler turn around. I, that's like Steve, a somewhere to, Stephen King is like, hmm, Segway. <laughs> Sentient Segways. My second directorial debut. Um... But that's the thing that's always so funny is like they're they are caught by these seemingly slow moving, yes. uh, bulky vehicles. Just well, that's the, the thing. Like like right. even when the kid is like he wants to sneak in to the truck stop and he's like trying to figure out can I get in through the sewer or whatever. The trucks are just doing this. Just run around them. You can run through. It's like Frogger. 
Yeah, but like a million times easier because they're big giant trucks. Well, uh, do we want to just talk about the, the newlywed couple? Oh. Um, oh. Yes. Forever. Forever. That guy, I was like, oh, that's Judge Reinhold. And I, I looked it up and he wasn't, and I don't accept that. <laughs> yes. No, he's definitely not quite Judge Reinhold. <laughs> Curtis, he's somewhere between and Connie. He's somewhere between Judge Reinhold and um, Austin Pendleton. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> now Yeardley Smith plays the woman. She is the voice of uh, Bart, right? Uh, Bart Simpson. Um, Lisa. Oh, Lisa. Lisa. Sorry, sorry, Lisa. Sorry. Really? Um, really? Yes. yes. I thought it was Bart too. Yeah. See. Huh. Oh, Nancy Cartwright. What's sorry, the thank difference? You. Oh, shocking oh, no. that this podcast audience knows the voice talent on The Simpsons. We get it. Ugh. They're going to a Simpsons Live podcast after this. Um, she, it's fair to say, is playing the Madeline Kahn role. Oh, yes. She, by the way, I'll talk about these. This is a freaky, weird couple. She seems maybe 15. <laughs> She seems quite young. They look related. They look, on first glance, they look like they could be brother and sister. They also, one of the first things that he says to her is, can I watch you piss? Or some extent of that. She's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. He's like, can I watch? Well, they're, ma they're married now, so... He can indulge in all of his weird fetishes. And then when they're at the diner... They seem to, are they, are they fingering? Is he fingering her? I don't know. Why is she laughing like that? Because she's, I She's laughing hysterically. Oh, wait, that's what happens when I finger girls. <laughs> Brother. I think Yardley might have been saying, I'm making the choice that you're tickling me. And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to make it clear that I'm not. They're a creepy couple, and I was okay if either of them died. I did not like. I did not like them as a couple uh, at all. Uh, you didn't yeah. think they would be a good match for each other. <laughs> I mean, look. I, was, I, think, I believe in those kids. <laughs> I feel like they got a good relationship. They got it going on. <laughs> she look, was sort of comically shrewish, right? <laughs> well, she she's like, I'm not gonna die on my wedding yeah. day. Oh, she screams God. the whole. The all of her lines movie. are screamed. <laughs> well, he uh, he's a brave sort. And they're not above, you know, when trucks are circling them. By the way, no one is above taking shits, getting fingered, fucking, Yo, that's so, eating that's off each so other's That's so weird faces. about this movie is the energy after this happens. The energy, the vibe is like, well, yeah. <laughs> Emilio and, Estevez. Like, it's, it's so strange. Nobody is shocked by this. People are mowed down with a machine gun. And Emilio Estevez is just cracking jokes, man. He's just cracking jokes. He walks through like sewage. Gets, he gets raw sewage on his face. I don't ever see him take a shower. Oral fecal contact would have him throwing up for the rest of the movie. Can you explain to me why any of that happened? Why they went into the sewer? Okay, Why did they I, go into the sewer? I think because they, they were trying in, to get to the Bible salesman. They were trying to get to the Bible trying to save the Bible salesman. Why did they go into the sewer? And Why not they, run they through? They wanted to just run through the just trucks. Just run through the trucks yeah. and get them in the ditch. Well, again, 
We don't know that. Because not a, uh, part of the reason I'm asking that is to get to the place where they then got to the sewer, they had to run past the trucks. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They should. <laughs> That's true. They had to evade trucks to get to an underground passage so that they could evade trucks. <laughs> to reach a guy who was alive a and then suddenly dead. Yeah. And that Kevin guy was kind says. of a dick. Ooh, he was, he said to the little Disgusting. boy, if you don't pull me, I will kill you. <laughs> and then, and then abruptly died. Salesman. He just, and then just abruptly passed away. Yeah. <laughs> VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER ebay motors is here for the ride elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own led headlights spoilers whatever you need ebay motors has it at affordable prices and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Oh, by the way, I just looked at something here. A Walkman killed somebody uh, in the death montage, the ACDC death montage. The kids, this kid's just driving down a street on his bike and looking at the way people got killed. And one guy is just wearing a Walkman. Oh. And it, blood is like coming out of his oh, ears. Yeah. Apparently a, mach- a machine. Hey, that's ACDC. It's the only music that can do that. Now, why was there an arsenal underneath this truck stop? Great question. If I... <laughs> I'll tell you, if I owned a gas station and owned a tremendous arsenal of weapons, the gas station is not where I would keep them. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, if I've got, like, tons and tons of gas, I also don't want a bazooka nearby. And I, I wrote down this. Isn't a bazooka a machine? Yeah. Here well, we go. <laughs> like, that bazooka should have been No, misfiring. because guns are not... Powered by electricity. Oh, here we go. But, Neither are sprinklers. But wait, but, but here's but wait. what I'm thinking about the sprinklers, you guys. I think we need to let go of them. I think that was just an odd thing that happened. I'm not. Wait, like, like, I can't factor like it was that into going like, on the rules of this movie. Because it was just going on because they're mo- they're watering their lawns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that sprinkler event was just like a fluke. It was, it was just meant to... But it was, a, it was not a fluke because us. when the kid turned around, they all turned off. Like, as if to be like, he's looking. <laughs> like, I couldn't understand the, um, what senses the machine hive mind had. You know what I mean? Like, right. I couldn't it seemed tell if to they be were... able to hear. It seemed to be able to see. Because they're like, well, how are we going to pump gas? We don't even have power. Lights on. You know, power up. So, like, I feel like it was arbitrary what 
what but it could do and what it couldn't. Again, that would mean that a machine was in the circuit breakers that was an alien because it wasn't like a truck went over to a circuit breaker. I was like, chink. Like, right. like, again, we don't know what's a machine. Yeah. Everything is a machine. Well, I think you have, here's the way I think you have to imagine it. If we, if we go with the idea that aliens are behind all of this, at the same time, there is this gravitational pull because of Rhea M. So I, Dia. <laughs> Diarrhea so, BM. So I think what the aliens are doing is somehow turning these machines on and off with gravity. We're listening. Okay. Okay. The aliens can hear and they can see. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay but they are not here with us on Earth. Okay. <laughs> so are you but picturing the way like- that they so I don't so in terms of the sort of conscious hive, I don't know where that exists. I don't know where that is, but I think how they're doing this is through the force of gravity. So you're saying that gravity in addition to controlling all women's periods is also no that's not gravity that's not that's uh, whatever <laughs> I can't believe I just lost to everybody you're in a very strong uh. Uh. Um, are we to understand though that they are using gravity to control the machines to eradicate human beings to ultimately populate our planet I think so. Yeah. The machine, though, though, when they do, all of our machines will be dormant. Like, they're not represented by our machines, right? Like, these trucks aren't the embodiment of this alien species. I don't think well, so. Well, that's a question because they seem to have a personality, right? With the do all the machines code. share one personality? What? Do all the machines share one personality? No, because I would say the sprinklers, no, because I would say the sprinklers, if we're going to call them machines now, they they were more playful than the truck. (laughs) Seemed a little more easy breezy. But that electric knife was a real asshole. And and the remote controlled car that killed that dog (laughs) jumped in that dog's mouth. That was great. Another movie where a dog is killed. That's what makes three for how did this get made, dogs. Toss into water. But I like that. That's a, I like that tableau because, you know, dogs chase after cars all the time, little <laughs> remote-controlled cars. This, yeah, the car got back. And I like that we don't see it. We just see the aftermath. The car said, <laughs> fuck you. That was an effective moment for me. I feel like... By the way, this movie is gruesomely bloody, and it's a movie where you see a... Um, what do you call it? Uh, the... Um, oh my gosh, the, the thing with a uh, book, not bulldozer, but um, steamroller. Steam yep. You see a steamroller heading for a kid, and you're like, well, the kid won't get hit by a steamroller. <laughs> like, oh, no. oh, yeah, 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 he will. Yeah. They're not going to follow up a guy getting hit in the nuts with a soda can by a child getting run over by a steamroller, no, are they? Yes, oh, yes, they are. They will. That guy's head gets caved in by a soda can. Um, there was some grisly stuff in this movie. Here is a thing about the movie. Uh, Stephen King has said many times the film was heavily cut to avoid an X rating from the MPAA. (laughs) He claimed to have shown it to George Romero, and it made George Romero sick. (laughs) 
An uncut version of the film has never been released on any format in any country. Stephen King holds the original print of the uncut version and has not released it in any format. I feel like I, I can handle it. <laughs> it's like Faces of Death. <laughs> Teenagers watch it at parties like, you gotta watch this, man. <laughs> what I, could that have been? Because like, George Romero has a famously stomach of steel. Yeah, a very strong constitution. <laughs> can I ask you a question? So Emilio Estevez and the pretty hitchhiker girl fall in love. The road twitch? Yes, the road twitch. And they have a sex, they have a post-coital scene where I believe that he is licking the sweat off of her forehead. Off of her what? Off of her forehead. He's like putting his finger on her forehead and being like. Like, and I just want to know what the what is going on? Is this the scene where we get the titular line? Um, oh, no, no. We have the, ti- uh, I think the titular line is in when she puts the razor in her pants. Right? Or maybe, in I her, don't know. In we'll her see. boot? In her boot. But uh, we'll play both. Um, Did she ever use that razor? What? Yeah, he uses it to it? cut Yardley Smith out of her seatbelt. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And this is, um, you know, this is the sexiest you can possibly get. Uh, by the way, for a movie with a lot of violence, you don't see any fucking at all. No, uh, just tender post-coital like love. I did notice that there there was full frontal nudity on photos in the background on a wall. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. which seemed like an odd really? use of nudity. Oh the yeah, film. there is like a lot of like crotch, sh- like right above them on this bed is like Playboy centerfolds kind of thing. Uh, oh, but yeah. you don't even see boobs in this. Let's take a look. Heartbreakingly. You sure make love like a hero. <laughs> You sure make love like a hero, she said. What, is, what does that mean? They call him a hero a lot. They don't use tongues to kiss. Just. Now he just touches her head. Yeah! Ew, 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 ew. He licks her head. Guys, what the fuck is that? I think it's what important. What the fuck is that? Is there cocaine on her forehead? Did he just do a line off of her head and is like, oh, you got some coke on your forehead? Well, in the very next scene, they seem to be eating cupcakes and he's also licking that off her face, too. There is some suit. They were for sure fucking on this movie. Why not? Well, it's interesting because when she first first showed up uh, in the car and was, you know, introduced as a drifter... I thought she was really interesting and I was curious where yep. she was going to go. And she had a very like Annie Hall type look and I loved her costume. <laughs> and then she arrived at Dixie's and changed into a pink top and pulled her hair down and she was a completely different person. I watched this with my wife and she had a real issue with the wardrobe change too. I was so upset about it. She was like, where'd She's the hat go? such a great outfit. Yeah. Her second line to Emilio Estevez, who is conservatively four inches shorter than her, is, is, you're cute. <laughs> like, something catastrophic is going it's on. What's going on? You're there's, cute. By the way, there's like a green pile of goo cloud hanging over this. A pile of what? Pile of goo cloud. A pile of gooby? Gooby. Nobody mentions it. 
The entire movie. No, no, she does. Oh, she no, does? no. She suggests that it's because of Rhea M. Oh, yeah, she has a lot of knowledge about she this comet. She has a theory yes, about the comet. She knows how know long the right. comet is going to be it's around. about the green or if it's just about the comet in general. She's the one who says, all we have to do is survive for another seven days. Yeah. I don't know anybody who knows how long a comet is going to pass over our Earth, <laughs> let alone a road twitch. Um... <laughs> A road Wait, twitch with a. What does it? What does that mean? What is a road? We same thing as pus road, bag. We looked up road twitch <laughs> and I could not find anything. A uh, twitch road is a logging road, but I thought like a road twitch is like a twitch is like a witch, and a witch is kind of like a bitch. So she's like a road bitch, like she's like a hitchhiker or something. I mean, like that's what I thought. I don't know. Another, um, you just, really did think about it. You though. did. I did. I tried. Which I'll be honest, I didn't at all. I was like, yeah, road. Can twitch, I say cool. another thing about? Uh, she looks like a road twitch. Totally nailed it. A very minor thing I noted about word choice in this film. At some point, the the evil boss uh, says something like, "Why are you being so obtuse, boy?" And I and I was like, "Oh, obtuse." And the only time I've ever heard that before was Shawshank Redemption. And then. And then a little while later, that character uses it again. And it was at that point that I went, oh, Stephen King wrote Shawshank Redemption. This is a favorite word. (laughs) Well, I also thought there was something interesting about that boss uh, played by Pat Hingle. Um, His name is Bubba Hendershot. He calls everyone else Bubba. Yes! And everyone else calls everybody else Bubba. So there's a lot of, all right, Bubba, all right, Bubba. Now listen here, Bubba, Bubba. Everyone's calling each other Bubba. That's confusing as a watcher of a film when everyone's called by the same name. Yeah. I agree. Not the best choice. Um, Now, people might have wondered how the movie got its name. Well, this is uh, a scene that explains that. Mother's helper. He's looking at her razor. A girl hitching her way down to Florida needs some protection. (laughs) Yeah? That's what you're doing? Yeah. That's what I was doing before every machine in the world went into maximum overdrive. (laughs) She says she's scared. She starts crying. I'm scared. That's the kind of 180 performance that most actors can't pull off. This, this is right. almost a forced perspective shot where she is twice as large as him. On screen, she appears you don't stick to be a twice with his size. Razor. It's, it's the like... best lit scene in the movie, though, I have to say. And I wouldn't. This is like... This is like a seventh grade boy dancing with an eighth grade girl. He hugs her, and the next scene they are having sex. By the way, the one thing that's not shown here is when we are introduced to her, she is looking at photos on the desk, but really taking it in like, who's this boy? Uh, But it's like, that's not... That would be like me going to your house and looking at your photos. I have no emotional connection to that. But that does remind me. uh, We are looking for people to allow us to come to their house and look at their photos. So just contact us via Twitter. We want to come to your house and look through your photos. Um... I did have a question about this. I can't remember if it's in my notes or... This is based on a true story, right? Yeah. (laughs) 
Except is... in reality, it was called diarrhea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ripped from the headlines. Well, in reality, it was eight days, five hours, 29 minutes, and 28 seconds. Uh, well, the, the other thing, too, about this movie is the, it, the movie uh, climaxes with them getting on this boat and escaping, and the Joker truck, which is the only recognizable truck, really, shows up at the end, which Emilio then fires a grenade, a rocket launcher out, and it blows it up. But that would mean something if that truck was overtly the, the meanest truck. Like, if the truck, if that was, in my opinion, it would be like, let's have that place being taken over just by one truck, one giant Mack truck, mm -hmm. and maybe the gun truck, and that's it. And then the end would have some sort of closure because, like, oh, he killed the bad guy. But, but then we would have missed out on that funny scene where all that toilet paper got blown up. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> By the way, that, in that scene, that the, the truck with the face on it snuck up on a guy. <laughs> <laughs> a match, a 16-wheeler. <laughs> snuck up on a guy. By the I'm way, gonna I'll be real quiet as a giant truck. Got that Prius engine in it. Um, <laughs> by the way, when they do go inside that truck, I guess the driver just has a jack-in-the-box on the inside. That doesn't make any sense. Steven, I just saw in the script, there's behind the driver of this 18-wheeler uh, is a jack-in-the-box? Yeah. Yep. Um, why? Because why? the toy company makes this famous jack-in-the-box. Sure. So he'd keep one back there where he sleeps. But it's like built into the structure. Normally where he sleeps, built into it is a jack-in-the-box? And I want to build up a lot of suspense to pulling back the curtain, but I want the curtain so sheer that we can see it. We can see it before. Before he pulls it back. The... How am I doing, guys? How am I doing? Am I doing a good job directing Be this honest, movie? am I being a good director right now? <laughs> um... <laughs> I know I disappeared for a week, but... But I got some big ideas since I got back. Let's, let's Which one is this? Is this uh, Charlie Sheen or the other one? <laughs> it's the other one? Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. I want to take a look. I want to come to the audience in a second, but I want to take a look at the final text here, which is um, they escape on the boat, and it says, two days after... A large UFO was destroyed in space by a Russian, in quotes, weather satellite, which happened to be equipped with a laser cannon and class four nuclear missiles. Approximately six days later, the Earth passed beyond the tail of Rhea M, exactly as predicted. The survivors of the Dixie Boy are still survivors. So wait a second. The events of this movie are only two days long? I guess. No. Wow. No. Because six days later, right? Wasn't it eight days total? Two days after. Two well, days after. Two days oh after Oh, boy, this. math. Okay. We are officially working suit. harder on this than Stephen <laughs> King did. <laughs> yeah, the so comet would be there for eight, eight days, days, five hours, 29 minutes. So they escaped, seconds. and six days later, so... Two days. This whole movie takes place over two days. But no, less than that. This movie... Because they, they're saying that two days after they got on the boat, the, yes. the UFO no, was destroyed. No, six days after they no, got no, on no. the boat. Two days, two days after. after they got the on the boat, yes. the UFO happened. And then six days after that, that's eight days. I think, I think we're uncovering why he put the word approximately in there. 
He was like, ah, fuck it, I don't know. Just time. play approximately. Time is going, time, time, this time, time passes. God, he, he was pretty specific with the time in the first card. Down to the seconds. <laughs> well, again, I want to break this down bit by bit. Two days after, a large UFO was destroyed in space by a Russian weather satellite, in quotes, which happened to be uh, equipped with a laser cannon and class four nuclear missiles. All right. This sentence. Oh, so he's this saying, is some real Cold War shit, too. Right, so he's saying that this weather satellite is actually like a Star Wars-esque Like a weapon program, system. And it destroyed a UFO. Now, is the UFO with aliens... And are they controlling the comet? How are you just now comet. introducing a UFO <laughs> in the closing car, uh, 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 title card? Or whatever this is. And in the same sentence, uh, positing to us that there are Russian satellites equipped with nuclear weapons. Yes. That's a big part of the story. Yeah. Huge. Who's controlling that satellite? I would have liked to have seen the Russians in this movie. Well, well then, it's a machine. So now, I don't know. I don't is this know. an insurrection amongst wow. their own machines? Well, that, like, that, that's what I can't figure out. Is the UFO a part of this? Is that a byproduct of this? Is this just a coincidence? And then it well, says... Well, I don't prop- think it was a coincidence. What's that? You think it's a coincidence? No, I don't. Oh. Woody, I, I'm being serious... And I'm not trying to June you. I'm just saying, what do you think happened here? Because I don't know. Are they saying that the, the weather satellite acted like these trucks and mistakenly killed their master? Or wow. are we saying that the Russians hit a button and then did it? Because I'm thinking that they killed its master. And, but then it doesn't make sense because... Wait, the, you think the machines revolted against themselves? By accident. By accident. Oh, oh. I bet because you this they was thought all... they were controlling a weather satellite, but it was actually a Star Wars weapon, and it killed their leaders. No, that can't be true, because there's no way... that The machines never started killing other machines. So that machine, that weather satellite wouldn't just start shooting at a UFO because a UFO would look like a machine. I'm sure this is all made clear in the uncut version. <laughs> well, then, so now if that was the only, if that was the only part of the end text, I'd be okay with it. What I'm confused by is the next part, which is approximately six days later, the Earth passed beyond the tail of Rhea M exactly as predicted. So... Is that what was responsible for it? Yeah, because now these are two different things we're talking about. That seems to be saying that, yes, the comet's tail did this, but then the UFOs, now I'm inclined to believe the the UFO was there coincidentally and was like, and was like, whoa, will you look at this shit? This shit's going crazy. Uh Uh-oh, what's that thing over there? Uh Uh-oh. Why don't... Why don't we believe that the aliens aboard the UFO are, are controlling the comet? The aliens, wow. Yeah, wow. the aliens sent the comet knowing that the comet has the capacity well, to control the machines. That's what I thought. To allow them to control the machines. Well, but, but then why is the UFO destroyed? But there is some Be- sense well, of sentience. There's some sense of sentience amongst the machines. So there must be a higher power, a, a, a god, or, a, or an intelligent design, or something, right? That is giving them Morse code. Let, that me, is, let me try this on. 
The satellites. The Russian satellites? Yes. It's being that it's perhaps, perhaps it is above where the comet went. And so, therefore, it's immune to this machine business. Okay. Because it's not part of the gravitational pull. Go right. on. Go on. And the Russians are hunkered down in the Kremlin going, what the fuck are we going to do about this? They, they figure out the problem. First. And they say, well, we got to... So this is a pro-Russian <laughs> movie. This is a movie in which the Reds are heroes. What I'm saying is the KGB came to the rescue in this movie and used one of their quote-unquote weather satellites to well, shoot down the but UFO. But how would their equipment even work because the machines have controlled that equipment? Because it's above the no, ground. No, 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 no. But you're saying their no, no, machines that communicate with the weather that's satellite. That's what I'm saying. Like, how are those yeah. working? Somebody, somebody just they hypothesized that they don't speak Russian. I mean, this is really... These are... This is... A degree of analysis that I am 100% certain has never been applied to this movie, even by the people that made it. And, and then finally, this last line, the survivors of the Dixie Bay the Dixie are Bay. still survivors. So they're immortal. <laughs> so they, These events have made them immortal. They have survived everything. They're and, Highlanders. So they lived on... But I guess what I'm unclear about is, so everything went back to normal after six days? Did they stay? I don't know. Because what the second paragraph hypothesizes is, as as predicted, then it wasn't like the aliens were going to take over. It was just the six days. By the way, as predicted by the first title card. There's no scientists in this movie. The only person that seems to know anything about the fucking comet is a road twitch. (laughs) Which, forgive me. Maybe twitch means scientists. Which, (laughs) forgive me, but I'm not going to trust a road twitch vis-a-vis astrophysics. (laughs) Give me a Neil deGrasse Tyson, not a road twitch. Although next season of Cosmos is hosted by a road twitch. And I'm your host, Road Twitch. Um, before we go into the crowd, well, you know what? No, I'll go into the crowd. I want to, the first question I want to ask the crowd has anyone read this short story that can help shed some light on this movie? The, the, I, I, I think you might have had some people with the first part of that question. <laughs> did, anyone did, read did you the read short the story? story? You yeah. have. Do, can you explain anything that is left out? There's a hold on. I'm gonna get a mic to you. There's no comic. Yeah, there's no comet story. It just opens on this gas station, and they're surrounded by trucks. There's no weapons they can fight back with. There is still the Morse code scene. Okay. Uh, and so but, why are the machines behaving this way? Uh, <laughs> no explanation. They, I mean, sto- spoilers for the short story. Oh, oh, hang on. <laughs> Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't whoa, whoa, fuck guy. us. Don't fuck us. Guy, guy, I'm two pages in. Guy, come on. It's a three-page short story. Wait, wait. Are you being serious? It's a three-page short story? It's very short. Stephen I'm... King's an asshole. 
This is one of Stephen King's best pamphlets. This is a Bazooka Joe rapper. All right. So, uh, yes, go ahead. It ends with the main character speculating that the factories are still going to keep producing new trucks because he's thinking, oh, everything's going to rust and we'll finally be free. But then they'll start paying, paving over swamps. They'll pave over the ocean. It just, it's a really... Are they going to pave ending. paradise and put up a parking lot? <laughs> so... In the well, that's amazing. In in that in that version, wow, well, geez. In that version, the trucks don't need humans to pump gas because they can make their own trucks and do everything. I'm gonna give you what. There's still there's the pumping gas scene. Uh, I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna give you a give you a big comic book. You can read that and enjoy. All right. Let's get to some correct, uh, things that we might have missed. Who has a question? Anything at all? Anybody have a question? All right, great. Great. Over here. Uh, sir, your name, what you would have called this movie, and your question. Here we go. My name is Ryan. Um, I would probably go with something along the lines of, like, Skynet. Okay. The machines are fighting back. Sure. Got it. Steal uh, from Terminator. Yeah. Um, my question is, at the end of the movie, when they're leaving and the trucks go nuts and decide to finally drive in, which they should have done a long time ago and they're blowing everything up, why is the bulldozer just repeatedly driving over that one car? Like, is it really pissed off at that car? It's a slower, it's a slower machine. Is that, is that, I don't know, yeah, why? Yeah, why? Bulldozer why, hates that point. car. Yeah. Why, why is it only driving over one? Why does it only have a vendetta on Bubba's car? They have, a, they have an old beef. <laughs> and, and arguably, Bubba's car is on their side. I think in the world of sentient cars, bulldozers are kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> they do, they're dumb and they hate kids. All right, sir, your name, your movie title, and your question, go. All right, my name is Jordan. Uh, my movie title is Pork and Torque. Like it, like it a lot. And my question is, did you guys draw any correlations between Tremors and this movie? Interesting. No, Tremors, how, how, did you? Be, did you? <laughs> Fuck yeah. You, your question might as well have been, I'd like to talk about Tremors. <laughs> Tell us succinctly your issue. My only issue is that Kevin Bacon's not playing the Emilio Estevez character. So it's the exact same movie with giant snakes? Yes. Worms, aren't they worms? Get a sticker for that. All right, there you go. Enjoy it. We'll have to watch yeah, there's the similarities, but Tremors was a, a good movie. <laughs> yes, your name, your title for your movie, and your question. Uh, my name is Nick. I would call it Pure Uncut. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Double meaning. Because uh, nobody is circumcised in the movie. <laughs> That's why I got the X rating. Yep. That's what Stephen King meant. He's like, I want all uncircumcised dongs in this movie. So we, we kind of assume, or at least I assume from that end card, that at some point Dino DeLaurentiis was like, Steve, I love you. I love doing coke with you. We can't shoot a UFO blowing up. We can't do that. What else do you think they put the kibosh on? Because it seemed like with the goblin truck, it's like full of toys. And you're like, oh man, when those toys get out of that truck, 
crazy oh, stuff that happened. So what, what else were they like, we can't do it, Steve? So. Oh, that's interesting. What else? You get some stickers, too. What, uh, what else could they have done? I mean, again, what's a machine? I don't they know. They didn't do much with that plane. That plane flew by the kid. What? Yes, it is a North by Northwest reference, yes. We later saw a plane. There was okay. a plane sticking out of a truck, and it was one of those shots. It's just, they, they just passed by a, a plane sticking out of a truck, out of a school bus, and just lingered on the shot for a real long time. Just like, fuck it, we spent all that money to put a goddamn plane in a school bus. I kind of disagree with our friend who just asked the question. I don't, I think everything he wanted is on screen. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't reek of, it doesn't reek of incompletion. It kind of feels like, yeah, I did it. I'll bet I you, got... I'll bet you he would have liked a few more squibs. <laughs> when people get killed in this movie, it is a ketchup explosion. Yeah. It is pretty amazing. Yeah. I think the one thing he cut out, which he has said he cut out, was at the end, there was five minutes of Stephen King high-fiving everyone in the movie. <laughs> and just being like, we fucking did it. Fuck yeah. The credits, the credits were him just high-fiving everyone with their title underneath. That would have been amazing. Uh, yes. Um, your question, your name of the movie, or your name, your name of the movie and your question. Uh, my name's Jesse. Uh, my name of the movie is Medium Underdrive. And I just... <laughs> at, the, at the beginning, we kind of see that Emilio Estevez is a criminal, and so is everyone else who works there, but we don't know why. So that road twitch could be coming into a whole place of rapists, for all we know. We have no idea. Well, there are some people who have one star, which means they're on parole. And there's two people... Some people have two stars, which I don't know what that means. It's their second parole? She's, yeah. Well, keep in mind, the Bible salesman, this is a real Stephen King, like, fuck religion. The Bible salesman is a straight-up molester. Yeah. Well, he gets, you know, he really gets slammed by the road twitch when she goes, eat my shorts. Yep. And then that's a Simpsons connection. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, and Yardley Smith was like, hmm, eat my shorts. <laughs> I'm going to tell that to Nancy Cartwright. <laughs> I think two stars on your time card means you're on parole and a military general. <laughs> but do we ever find out why Emilio Estevez went to jail? No. Yeah, he was robbing, um, he was robbing a place. He was stealing and then, bread like and John And remember Belgeon? the police shined a light on him and he was like... Oh, okay. And they make fun of him for being like an idiot robber. All right, I see somebody here in a Mastodon shirt. I'm going to ask you, sir, um, your name, your title, and your question. Uh, my name's Adam. My title is uh, Google Car, the movie. Love it. And uh, speaking of Yardley Smith and her husband, baby Timothy Busfield, do you think that he kidnapped her, forced him to marry her, and she has Stockholm Syndrome? So you're, you're, you're positing a Badlands scenario? Oh, yeah. There is something very wrong about their relationship. Well... <laughs> what, one thing that's sort of unexamined is, you know, why, why is their car not affected by this? And, uh, he could be know. an alien. Ooh, wow. And, and that's he how he's getting her pregnant with his fingers? <laughs> Was he putting he microchips up so her vagina? He's older than her. He's what? He appears to be so much older than her. She does look very, and act very young. Is it a Lolita situation? Is this like... Yep, it is. 
This is a very thinly veiled Lolita Humbert Humbert situation. Um, all right, your name, your movie title, and your question. Uh, my name is Liz. The movie title is Transformers 4, Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> and the question is, so they have a grenade launcher that they fire at a select few trucks. Why don't they fire the grenade launcher at the trucks and then get out? Well, that's a great question. Yeah, they also have grenades. They have tons of stuff that they could blow up all the trucks with. And it is unclear to me why they don't and instead why they just fill those trucks up with gas. Well, because the gun's on them. The gun is slowly on them. But if you push it real quick, uh, it'll get destroyed. Here's, here's how to fix that. Pin, grenade, roll under machine gun truck. Couple of All right, I have a question over here in your the Your question is unanswerable. <laughs> your question, your name, your uh, title, and your question. Hi, um, I'm Megan. The machines are here. <laughs> Uh, my title would be You're an Asshole. Um, hey, man, be cool. The title, <laughs> the title of the bank that, in the beginning. Um, and my question is, uh, I was very upset that Emilio Estevez and the road twitch got to have the bed in this weird truck stop, like road stop that was also a motel that had showers and that weird bathroom scene. Uh, and I'm just wondering why the boss seemingly had to sleep in the restaurant and then also woke up with the waitress who, the, she was buttoning herself up as if they slept together even though she was with one of the truckers that got killed. I don't know what's I think it's the end of the world and people are just hardcore boning, right? I mean, that was a, yeah, but, but I, I mean, think... Like barrel guy get to the bed the one bed. yeah and i would think that married couple on their first night of marriage you know is deserving of a bed who has a good a really good question they believe in their question real oh this guy right here I, I take the waving of the hand all right here you go what is your question your name your title and your question um my name is maxwell and it would be um obtuse overdose Ooh. <laughs> hi paul hi jason june Daily, you guys are hilarious. You're doing a good job. Um, Thank you. It's that Andrew. means everything. <laughs> these are, these are Do you think fun. we're doing this for you? They're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. These are great. You are having fun? Here's your question. Go. Okay, mainly June. Um, Remember, what? you told us this would be good. It's good. It's good. So I, far, I, it's I terrible. Just... <laughs> I, want to get to, I want to get to all of you. I just wanted to know what your favorite death was in the montage when the kid, the sprinkler montage when the kid's driving down uh, the street on his bike, which has the illest music cue in the whole movie. So I don't know if like the dog or the hair dryer. All right, so what is everyone's favorite death? I'm gonna say death by Walkman. I liked the lawnmower. I liked the lawnmower as a threat because it was slow. <laughs> so like I couldn't understand why the person had been killed by it. I think I liked the blow dryer, ultimately. I've already said I like that dog eating that ambulance to death. <laughs> but I want to give a special shout out in that scene to the fact that that kid doesn't give a shit about any of it. He's <laughs> riding around on his bike going, oh yeah, everybody got killed. By the in some way, way huh? the way they reveal the news of his father's death <laughs> Emilio on the road twitch, like, refuse, just refuse to tell yep, him. Don't tell him. And, and don't want anyone telling him, as though that's going to make it any easier when he finds out his father's dead. Yeah, and when he arrives in the truck stop, there's 
I mean, what, a baker's dozen people there. And he's and asked his, over and over, where's where, is my, my dad? Is my dad okay? Head? Where's my dad? Nobody answers. And Bubba's like, oh, he's fucking straight up dead, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's like Deadsville, USA. Bubba, not great bedside manners, but a forthright so guy. He's got the information out. <laughs> All right, sir, your name, your uh, title, and your question. All right, I'm Charlie. I would call this Mad Max Fury Road Twitch. And uh, <laughs> do you think Vince Gilligan was inspired by this movie when he was making the Breaking Bad season finale with that automatic machine gun killing everybody? From the car. Wow. Spoilers the for car. Breaking Bad. <laughs> well, wow. I mean, that's... That would be a humiliating thing for Vince Gilligan to have to admit. The whole Breaking Bad was leading up to his homage to Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> it wasn't about the meth. It was about that machine gun car. Um, yes. <laughs> to answer that question, please put your hands together for Vince Gilligan. Obviously, we had an opinion about this movie, but there are people out there that have a differing opinion. It is now time for a Second Opinions. Second opinions. You know how we do it now at the live shows. Uh, we don't play a theme song. You guys sing your own theme song. So let's hear it from the audience. Your interpretation of the second opinions theme. One, two, three, go. And great. Next time, I, just elect a spokesman <laughs> to really do it justice. There was something terrifying about that. <laughs> All right, these are five-star five star reviews called from Amazon. This one um, right here. Best movie ever. I can watch this movie all the time. If you like machines or work on them, you will like it. Five stars. Title of that review, love it. It was fun to watch again with my grandkids and see what they thought of it when their parents watched it. People should just watch it to remember the past and how things have changed and the world, <laughs> the world is different. <laughs> Title that review is fun to watch and remember. Five stars. I can think of at least one other movie that was made in the past. <laughs> This one simply, by night, uh, by night town. If you like ACDC and trucks, you'll love this movie. Five stars. Not untrue. By Jillian, this movie used to terrify me as a child, mainly because my father was a semi-truck driver and I was often around semis. It's a great movie. I loved it even though I was terrified. And I still love it to this day. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is a cry for help. <laughs> I don't think this is real, but I want to read it. Um, this is by Zombie X. Zombie X writes, I just got out of jail for vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> and this movie really relates to me. I think Stephen King got it right. And it really makes you want to get in your Mack truck and run people over. <laughs> so, if you feel the need to see some sense of violence, V.I. 
L-E-N-C-E. Grab this movie and go crazy. Three Zs. Five stars. I don't think that's real. Finally, we'll end on this one. This is my most favorite movie. I especially... E-X-P-E-S-A-L-Y. I especially like semi especially I especially <laughs> like semi trucks I like the green goblin truck I had me scared to death <laughs> If in capital you like this movie email me at tag88 at buysville.net 5 stars I'm going to say his uh, inbox has not been flooded with emails. <laughs> well, that is Maximum Overdrive. Is there anything that we missed that we did not speak about? Anything that you guys feel like uh, worthy of talking about? Ooh, the bridge scene, the, the bridge bathroom scene. in the scene. beginning. Wow, well, I didn't ask you. I'm asking them. There's a lot. Clearly, There's lot a lot. A lot of stuff. I mean, there stuff. were people just killed by watermelons in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Watermelons, watermelons and machines. Not machines. <laughs> <laughs> that mach- that bridge opening up is so slow. It's so slow. Like, yeah. When that biker falls into the water, I'm like, that's like a ride at like so like a Six Flags or yeah, something. And somebody somebody slides down the bridge like the bridge is that all guy, the yeah. way up. And meanwhile, the truck is still on the middle of the two. Yeah, it's like no only this far up. I just couldn't get over the ACDC van. That was all I cared about in that scene. Just out solving mysteries. <laughs> Um, we did, I have not mentioned the, I would say, rather offensive black character in the arcade. Oh. Yeah, I forgot about I got a clip. I don't know if we want to get into it, but um, it's what, pretty, rough, a, pretty rough stuff. Let's uh, take a look at uh, the Yo Mama scene. <laughs> um, this is a, a character who finds himself really uh, getting lucky when the cigarette machine starts spitting out cigarettes and the yeah. machine starts spitting out coins. He loads himself up. Uh, with full of cigarettes and coins, and we get this. First of all, it's just yeah. Oh, watch pinball. Your mom. He's watching a pinball machine um, explode, and he then he curses out the pinball machine. Then coffee starts flying at him. I'm not sure what made the glass break. Yeah, I don't know what made the glass break. And then he starts staring into a computer screen, a video game screen. He gets electrocuted. Now, what's interesting about that is that seems like the machines are more than sentient. Yeah. yeah. The fact that he's getting electrocuted is interesting. And the machines are playing like weird images and stuff like that? That he's getting sucked into. But that doesn't happen any other place. And that's the opening scene. But maybe it's because the video game is called Star Castle and it's like the aliens and the UFOs are really... I don't know. You're not, you're not even going to finish I'm that? Not, I'm done. I'm just aborted. Not, not even going to get the rest of that? I think in the truest form, that's probably the best way to end. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving a lot of things hanging. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. That's a whole different movie. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's not that good. Anything else, Andy? Um, there was something else I wanted to. Uh, oh, I just uh, I wanted to talk about the farting scene, but oh. Yeah. <laughs> People, you can talk about that amongst yourselves with your family. That was one of the I most disgusting scenes it really was. of all time. Wet shit no. in an exposition scene. No. And I don't even think they were explaining anything of note. No. And those, those fart sounds, like, uh, those, those weren't fun fart sounds. No. You know what I mean? Like, disgusting. They were all too real. Sometimes, sometimes when you, when you read... Uh, Stephen King and EW, he'll get really behind something that has, like, you're like, wait, this is kind of really smart guy likes this, like, weird thing, you know, it's like, he'll just be really into, I, I can't even think of anything that, that he would like, that, that, that is uh, worthy of ire, but he'll like something really shitty, and I feel like that is something he found to be very funny. Yeah. He's like, oh, and it's just farting the entire wetter, juicier farts. Yeah. Like, that's a real director's moment right there. Wet, juicy farts. <laughs> Stephen King does it again, the master of horror and fart noises. Um, In uh, let's talk theaters this summer, wet, juicy farts by Stephen uh, King. Is that guy's colon a machine? <laughs> I urge you all to check out uh, Blake's article on Slash Film. It'll be up today. You can check it out on SlashFilm.com. It's amazing. He interviewed many people involved in this film, and uh, the stories are mind-blowing. Uh, up there with Theodore Rex. Um, Andy, your show is, uh, is on currently right now on uh, the Comedy Central. Thursdays at 10 on Comedy Central. <laughs> it's it is a great it's a time slot. show. It's a beloved show. I feel like yeah. it has been uh, this season uh, even better than the first, and the first is already great. And uh, and I, I'm, I'm so excited to watch more and see what happens. Cool, yeah. It's uh, I, I actually believe I don't know when this will air, but in my opinion, episodes five through eight are the hot, hot streak. That's the hot. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I think we're going to be definitely in the five through eight. I, I, I will. I guarantee. All right. Cool. That. I'm excited. Um, Jason, anything? Um, uh, yeah, I'll be in a, I'm, I'm in a movie called Sleeping With Other People that comes out September 11th, uh, so please go see that, uh, if you get a chance. Uh, remember, it comes out September 11th. You just never forget, that's when the movie comes out. June? Gotta Too talk soon? to the marketing department. <laughs> um, you can check out Grace and Frankie, still on Netflix, still streaming. <laughs> streaming over there. It's always streaming on Netflix. Always streaming. Never not <laughs> streaming. And um, you can check out Crash Test. Uh, me, Rob Hubel, on a bus with an audience going around. Andy Daly actually plays the voice of the bus, uh, Bussy. A machine. <laughs> you can check it out on Vimeo. Uh, and also, if you at home, not here in the audience, thought that we missed anything, leave us a correction and omission in our Earwolf message boards. A big thanks to Nate Kiley. A big thanks to Avril Halley. A big thanks to Cody up in the booth. Big thanks to Alec up in the booth. Everybody at Earwolf, thank you guys so much. Bye-bye. We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Can it just get 
Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus best that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.